This podcast provides audio versions of live webinars. Please see the episode description for a link to the full presentation. Thank you for downloading the webinars podcast from Bitesize Bio, the missing manual for bioscientists. The full version of this webinar can be viewed by navigating to bitesizebio.com slash webinars and clicking on the name of the sponsor, which can be found in the list on the right-hand side of the page. Hello, this is Amanda Welch welcoming you to this Bite Size Bio web seminar, which today is brought to you by Zeiss Microscopy. Since 1846, it is the mission of Zeiss to constantly improve microscopy through innovation. With a unique portfolio of reliable light, electron, ion, and x-ray microscopes, we enable scientists to tackle the global challenges of tomorrow. Highly skilled application specialists support your work and make sure you get the most out of your investment. Today's presentation is titled, Revealing the Fastest Processes and Super Resolution with Lattice SIM and Zeiss uh, LRES 7 and is being presented by Dr. Renee uh, Dalrymple and Dr. Klaus Weishart from Ze Carl Zeiss Microscopy. Renee has been working in the field of super resolution microscopy for over 10 years and received her PhD in analytical chemistry from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She is currently the Sales Development Manager for 3D Light Microscopy Solutions for Carl Zeiss Microscopy in the United States. Kloss received his PhD in Molecular Genetics from Heidelberg University, and he's now the Product Manager for um, LRO7 at Zeiss. Now, as always, we will have a question and answer session after the presentation. So please type any questions that you have into the questions box that appears on the right-hand side of your screen, and I'll put them to Renee and Kloss at the end. The recording of the webinar will be available in the next 24 hours at bit.ly slash elra7. That's bit.ly slash E-L-Y-R-A, the number seven, all lowercase, all one word. So now over to you, Renee and Klaus, for the presentation. Thank you, Amanda, and thank you, Bite Size Bio, for having me here today. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. I'm excited to have the opportunity today to introduce you to the newest innovation in super resolution from Zeiss, the Elira 7 with Lattice Sim, and to share with you how it can help you reveal the fastest processes in super resolution. I always like to start in talking about the Elira 7 with an analogy to astronomy, and this shares the story of how the Elira 7 got its name. Turns out there's a constellation up in the sky called Lyra. And within that constellation, there's an epsilon star. If we take a look at that star with a conventional telescope, what you see is this blob of light on the left. Well, that's great, but actually it turns out if we improve the resolving power of our telescope, you'll see that it's not just a single star. In fact, there's multiple stars there in a cluster. And if we increase the resolving power even further, we can see that it actually appears to be a doublet of doublets. This is exactly what we're doing when we do super resolution microscopy, improving the resolving power of our instrument in order to see what is actually there rather than a diffuse blob of light. Now with the Elira 7, we're taking that to the next level because life happens in 4D. We wanna not only resolve the spatial information to see the structures of stars that are there, but we also want to track their motion. Now, if you use a conventional telescope or even just go outside and look up at the night sky with your eyes, you could see that the stars appear to be moving relative to you. 
Now, what we really want to do is use a different class of instrument to catch those extremely fast shooting stars that are quite dim and hard to capture. And this is what we're doing with the Zeisselira 7. Improving the resolution, not only spatially, but also in time, to capture the shooting stars inside of a cell. Just as we see here in this COS7 cell, where we're looking at the unbinding proteins of microtubules. The field of super-resolution microscopy has quickly evolved to encompass numerous techniques and is becoming the standard in fluorescence microscopy. Researchers are now able to take a closer look inside of their samples in order to answer questions which were previously out of reach. Techniques such as super-resolution structured elimination microscopy, or SIM, and single molecule localization microscopy, SMLM, enable the collection of images such as these shown here. All of these images were acquired with the new Zeiss Solira 7. So why do we need super-resolution microscopy? It turns out that there is a law called the diffraction limit, which was put forth by Ernst Abbe. And this states that with conventional optics, we're limited in the resolution that we can achieve. And we're limited to about 240 nanometers in X and Y, and about 600 nanometers in Z. And if the objects are closer together than this, we're not able to resolve them with a conventional microscope. So for example, if we have a single fluorescent molecule in the sample, such as a GFP, when we look in the microscope, what we actually see is the blob of light you see at the bottom of the screen. The GFP molecule is actually the small green dot in the center, but instead what you see is a much larger object. This is because of diffraction. The problem of course occurs when we have multiple objects or multiple GFP molecules in our sample that are close together. For example, here we see two different GFP molecules, but when we look in the microscope, we still see that same blob of light, and we can't tell that there's actually two proteins there. Super-resolution is going to allow us to actually see those two GFP molecules. So there are a lot of biological structures which we can study using conventional wide-field or confocal microscopy. We're able to detect cells in our samples and see large organelles, such as the nucleus, the ER, and the Golgi. But there are a lot of structures in, in biology that are smaller than this that we want to be able to resolve. Prior to super-resolution microscopy, we would have to turn to techniques such as electron microscopy in order to resolve these structures. The advent of super-resolution microscopy techniques, such as structural illumination microscopy, the ARI scan, and localization microscopy, are enabling us to bridge this gap utilizing fluorescence. This is really nice because we can take advantage of the specificity of fluorescent labeling using light microscopy in order to look at multiple structures within the cells and also be able to observe them in live samples. The Alira 7 with lattice sim is the newest innovation from Zeiss in the field of super-resolution microscopy. It is a versatile platform which is capable of a variety of techniques for different applications and also performs fast and gentle 3D super resolution. So in this webinar, 
we'll go through the different um, applications that the ELIRA 7 can help with your research. We'll start off by talking about how it allows fast and gentle super resolution with lattice sim so that you can achieve results at up to 255 frames per second and a two-fold improvement in resolution. We'll also discuss that for those applications that require fast optical sectioning, there is a new mode called the epitome mode, which can be used for this. In addition, for those applications requiring even higher resolution, you can turn to localization microscopy to achieve resolution to 20 nanometers in X and Y and 50 nanometers in Z. In addition, the versatility of the system allows for it to be a full range wide field system where you can achieve total internal reflection microscopy to image those structures right at the membrane, as well as wide field DIC, and even take all of the images from these various modalities and correlate them with each other or with other techniques such as electron microscopy. So let's take a closer look at the two different super resolution techniques that are on the ELIRA 7. The first of these is lattice sim. Lattice sim provides a two-fold improvement in resolution in all three dimensions. So rather than 240 nanometer resolution in X and Y, we can double this to achieve 120 nanometers. So we go from the image at the top where you see the microtubules are blurred together to the image at the bottom where we can clearly separate them, just as we talked about with the stars earlier. On the right is the second super resolution technique that's complementary to SIM, but allows you to achieve a tenfold improvement in resolution for those demanding applications. So you can go from 240 nanometers all the way down to 20. So let's start off by discussing how Lattice SIM is the newest innovation in super resolution which allows fast and gentle imaging. With lattice sim, you can observe the fine details of the sample. Here you can see an image of actin in cultured cells. This is the wide field image. The twofold resolution improvement of lattice sim reveals the fine detail of the actin cytoskeleton. Lattice sim provides a large field of view encompassing multiple cells. But when you zoom in, you can see the fine details of the sample. One of the great benefits of SIM is that it's extremely easy to combine multiple fluorescent dyes within the same experiment. You don't have to use special sample preparation protocols because SIM is compatible with standard fluorophores. This makes it an easy and extremely accessible super resolution technique. With ELIRA 7 equipped with the dual camera option, you can acquire two channels simultaneously with a large field of view. Fast four-color imaging is achieved with rapid laser switching. Of course, fast multicolor imaging is not limited only to fixed samples. With Lattice Sim, you can achieve gentle super-resolution imaging to capture fast dynamics. In this movie, you can see the endoplasmic reticulum and mitochondrial membranes in MEF cells. The ELIRA 7, equipped with dual cameras, provides the capability to collect these two channels simultaneously. You can now study the interaction between organelles with super resolution. Note in the upper right-hand corner of the movie how you can watch the mitochondrial motion and how it affects the ER membrane as it sort of pushes it out of the way.
For extremely fast moving organelles, the Elira 7 with lattice sim can capture dynamics at up to 255 frames per second. Here you can see a simultaneous dual-color acquisition of a GFP-tagged endosomal transport marker and a TD-tomato-tagged Golgi-associated transport marker. This movie was acquired with a frame rate of over 200 frames per second, allowing the detection of these rapidly moving organelles. Note also the visibility of small donut shapes showing the resolution of the membranes of these small vesicles. The versatility of LatticeSim allows for super-resolution imaging in various sample types, not only cultured cells. Here you can see a 3D volume image of a Thaiwan GFP neurons in a mouse brain section. This is a 30 micron ZSAC, which was acquired in the middle of the tissue section, not right at the cover slip. The unique properties of LatticeSim allow for super-resolution imaging deeper into samples than is possible with classic SIM implementations. Structural illumination microscopy has been a tried and true super resolution method for years now. With lattice SIM, you keep all of the advantages of the proven SIM technology. Excellent optical sectioning and a twofold improvement in resolution in 3D, standard sample preparation, which requires no special fluorophores, and the Zeiss Elira 7 enables a large field of view so that you can resolve across the entire visible spectrum and capture multiple cells. The novel lattice SIM illumination takes SIM to the next level, but let's talk a little bit about how it works. First, we'll begin by reviewing how structured illumination microscopy works in general. So here on the screen, you see a series of lines, and let's pretend for a moment that these are microtubules in the sample. The important part is that those microtubules are spaced so close together that we can't resolve them with a conventional microscope. So what we do in structured illumination microscopy is put a patterned illumination over top of those microtubules and shift it across the sample. In conventional SIM, this is a stripe pattern. Now what you see when we do that is the formation of these black squiggly lines. Those lines are called moray fringes. The important thing about those moray fringes is that you can see that they're spaced farther apart in the fine details of those microtubules, which means they're actually resolvable in the microscope. So now, if we can resolve the spacing of the moray fringes, and we know the spacing of the stripe pattern that we put on the sample, it's a very simple linear algebra problem to calculate the spacing of the microtubules in the sample. And this is how you're able to achieve super resolution information by using a structured illumination pattern. With lattice sim, we've changed the shape of the pattern of the light. So rather than a stripe pattern, we're using a three-dimensional lattice pattern, here shown as a series of spots. When the lattice pattern is shifted over the sample, we still have the formation of the same moray fringes and are able to extract the super-resolution information. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Listen In from Bite Size Bio. To access the visuals of this webinar, please see the episode description for a link to the full presentation. Changing the pattern from a stripe pattern to a lattice pattern provides multiple benefits in super-resolution SIM. So let's discuss 
how LatticeSim can allow for fast, gentle, super-resolution imaging. With classical SIM implementations, as we just saw, you would pass a stripe pattern over the sample. But we actually have to rotate that stripe pattern in order to collect enough information to generate the super-resolution image. And of course, rotating the pattern always takes some time. With LatticeSim, we've changed the pattern to a series of spots, which is shifted across the sample. But importantly, this no longer requires rotating the pattern. So we don't have to take time to do that anymore. We're able to generate enough information to get the super resolution image without doing that. There are many benefits of changing the lattice pattern in addition to that. With classical SIM, the fact that the pattern is rotated over the sample means that you end up imaging the same area in the sample redundantly. This causes excess light exposure, which can lead to photo damage and phototoxicity. With lattice sim, the light efficiency is extremely improved, minimizing the dose of light that your sample receives. In addition, the lattice fat pattern is brighter than the stripe pattern, which provides better contrast. This means that you have less effects from out-of-focus blur and can achieve high-quality images with the same illumination dose. You can maintain the image quality while taking advantage of fast frame rates and imaging deeper into scattering samples. So let's take a closer look at why Lattice Sim allows us to obtain better image quality and image deeper into samples. When we evaluate structured illumination patterns, we often look at something called the modulation frequency. So if we take a look here at the linear sim pattern versus the lattice pattern, here shown in orange, if we were to draw an intensity profile across the pattern in the sample, we could see the improvement in the signal to noise of the lattice pattern versus the classical stripe pattern. This is what allows us to have very robust imaging deeper into samples and with improved signal to noise ratio. So to show you what that looks like in practice, here is a color-coded projection of a 75 micron thick Z-stack that was inquired inside of an uncleared brain tissue sample. If we zoom in here, we can see that we are able to resolve not only spines, but also spine necks at different depths within the sample, close to the cover slip in blue and deeper into the sample, 75 microns in, in red. We take a look at that same data set in a 3D rendering, you can see the volume of information that was captured in this lattice sim image. This is an 80 by 80 by 75 micron volume that was acquired within just a few minutes. In order to achieve an image of this type of volume, it's super resolution. With other techniques, what we would generally do is set up the acquisition, press go, and then it would be time for a coffee break. With LatticeSim, you'll get information over large volumes faster than ever before. The Elira 7 with LatticeSim is an extremely versatile instrument. Over the last few minutes, I was just discussing the LatticeSim mode, which is the first blue data point on this curve all the way on the left. 
With LatticeSim, you achieve a two-fold improvement in resolution at over 17 frames per second, which is already the fastest sim implementation out there. However, I'm going to take the next few minutes to discuss how we can push the time resolution of LatticeSim even further with some different modes that are available on the system. On the Alira 7, we've introduced something called the leap mode in order for you to greatly speed up volume capture and improve the gentleness of your imaging. So when we acquire volumes generally in any type of microscope, what we do is take a Z-stack. And in the Z-stack, we'll focus on a single focal plane and then shift the sample so that we image in the next focal planes until we acquire the entire stack. This is how conventional lattice sim data is acquired, and we would then generate the 3D volume image in super resolution. With the leap mode for Alira 7, what you're able to do is actually acquire only every third plane. And from that information, we can reconstruct all of the intermediate planes, providing the same image quality and resolution that we achieve in the conventional mode. Alira 7's leap mode algorithm takes advantage of the fact that when we acquire in a single z-plane with the three-dimensional lattice pattern, we're actually collecting information about the z-planes above and below it as well. This allows the intermediate planes to be reconstructed by unmixing the contributions of light from the adjacent planes. This allows you to acquire volumes three times faster or with only a third of the photon dosage. For example, here is the same brain slice image captured with the conventional mode I showed you earlier on the right and with the leap mode on the left. You can see that the image quality is maintained. However, the image on the left was acquired in a third of the time. So now we can take the acquisition that took a few minutes on the right and cut that down by a factor of three. Of course, leap mode can also be applied to live imaging for rapid 3D imaging of fast-moving samples with fewer exposures to light. Alira 7 exploits additional possibilities to even further increase the temporal resolution. One of them is the novel burst mode. The burst mode is a sliding processing algorithm which generates more processed frames from the same raw data. This post-acquisition processing mode increases the digital frame rate in the final time series dramatically. Thus, it provides a much smoother appearance of the time series and allows for detection of fast events. So if we take a look at the figure on the slide, when we can collect a SIM image, we're shifting the pattern across the sample. And each time we shift the pattern, we call that a phase. The squares at the top represent the different phases we acquire in order to generate the first or second frame of the SIM image. With lattice SIM, we can already achieve a frame rate of up to 17 frames per second. But by applying the burst mode with the sliding processing, we're able to continuously acquire phases and use sliding processing to increase the time resolution 15-fold at up to 255 frames per second. This will allow you to determine precisely in time 
when specific events in your sample occurred. So if you envision that the green or red squares here represent some event in the sample, say the um, fusion of a vesicle or a calcium spark, we can now precisely tell in time where those events occur. To show you what this looks like with a real sample, here's the same data set with the data reconstructed with standard processing on the left and with the new burst mode on the right. The lattice sim provides a large field of view, but if we zoom in here so that we can take a look at this fine motion, you can clearly see the increase of the time resolution on the image on the right with the burst mode. So now we can see what we had previously been missing with standard SIM implementations. So to summarize, Lattice SIM comes with many benefits simply from changing the pattern. We're able to achieve faster frame rates and to actually take advantage of them by maintaining image quality at those fast speeds due to the higher signal-to-noise ratio made possible by the lattice pattern. We're also able to image gently. You can image longer with less bleaching due to the efficiency of the illumination pattern. You can image deeper into samples by penetrating into those scattering samples because of the reduced contribution from out-of-focus light and the robustness of the lattice pattern. You can always achieve better image quality at the same illumination dose due to the improvements in signal-to-noise. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the ability to acquire rapid optical sectioning on the Elyra 7 with the epitome mode. So I'm sure many of you have experienced the, challenging, the challenge of imaging with a wide field system which often suffers from out-of-focus blur or background signal. These effects can decrease contrast and resolution of your images and are why we turn to optical sectioning techniques. The new Apatome mode of your Elyra 7 uses structured illumination to provide fast optical sectioning with crisp contrast and high lateral and axial resolution. The way that this works is that we shift a grid pattern across the sample in order to rapidly modulate the fluorescence signal in the focal plane of the microscope. After acquiring only five image, images with different grid positions, the frames are combined into a resulting image which contains only information from the focal plane. The new epitome mode allows you to perform fast and gentle live cell imaging with high contrast and resolution. Or of course, you could use the optical sectioning speed to increase your productivity when acquiring large sample areas or big volumes. The epitome mode provides nearly isotropic resolution. If we take a look at this example image and look at the XZ and YZ planes, we can see the excellent optical sectioning properties of the epitome mode. In fact, you can achieve resolution of up to 180 nanometers laterally and 330 nanometers axially over large fields of view. Here you can see a large volume capture of 100 by 100 by 50 microns in a sample of penicillium fungus. 
You can see when the image tilts on its side, the excellent optical sectioning properties of the apitome mode. Normally when we do this, we're used to our structures looking like football shapes. And here we can see that the nearly isotropic resolution allows us to do this without that effect occurring. The Alira 7 with lattice sim pushes versatility extremely far. It offers these four different modes, the three acquisition modes we discussed, and then the additional burst processing mode. And it enables you to perfectly match the achievable spatial and temporal resolution of the Alira 7 with your various scientific needs and applications. For those applications which require an even higher level of resolution, the system offers localization microscopy. With localization microscopy, you can achieve a tenfold improvement in resolution down to the single molecule level of 20 nanometers in X and Y and 50 nanometers in Z. For example, this is an image of microtubules labeled with Alexa 647. If we zoom in, we can see that we can now untangle those microtubules as they cross over one another. Of course, this can be done in multiple colors as well. So in this sample, the microtubules were labeled with both a beta tubulin and an alpha tubulin with two different dyes. We can see if we zoom in here that each epitope can only be occupied by one of them. And you can see how the microtubules are decorated. Of course, this can be done in three dimensions as well. The Alira 7 allows you to image in a very large capture range in Z. Here in the depth color-coded projection, we can see how we can image a range of 1400 nanometers with that 50 nanometer Z resolution. And if we zoom in, we can really start to untangle the spaghetti inside of the cell. Localization microscopy encompasses a number of different techniques that all go by different acronyms. Some of these include PALM, or photoactivated localization microscopy, and DSTORM, direct stochastic optical reconstruction microscopy. But there are other techniques out there as well, such as the one shown here, which is called PAINT. These acronyms really refer to the way in which the sample is labeled with different fluorophores in order to achieve this type of imaging. In this image, we can see the outer membranes of mitochondria labeled, which is a protein called TOM20. The image on the left is a wide field image. On the right, a color-coded projection. And at the bottom, you can see as we scan through the different Z-planes of the sample. And you can note the fine details that are resolvable about the outer membranes of these mitochondria. With Alira 7, you can take advantage of all of the wonderful things about localization microscopy in order to achieve that tenfold increase in resolution in all three dimensions. You can take advantage of the fact that there's a variety of fluorophores available for these different types of techniques, ranging from photoswitchable and photoactivatable proteins to organic dyes and more. By using this technique, you can determine the number and distribution of molecules within the sample and even acquire data on particle tracking 
in order to learn about the diffusion of molecules inside of the sample. So how is localization microscopy achieved? Here we can see a wide field image on the right with the resolution that we would achieve with a conventional microscope or a confocal. In order to improve the resolution with localization microscopy, we use fluorophores that we can somehow turn on and off or get to blink. We acquire a sequence of several thousand frames generally and build up a high precision map of where each of the molecules are located in the sample. In this way, we're able to achieve an over tenfold improvement in resolution. This can also be done in three dimensions. In order to determine where in Z each molecule resides, the shape of the point spread function is changed. On the ELIRA 7, this is done using a technique called prelim, which was pioneered by David Baddeley at Yale. With this technique, a double phase ramp or picture two glass wedges are slid underneath the objective lens. This reshapes the light so that rather than seeing single blinking spots, we now see two different lobes for each molecule. And the angle between these two lobes determines the Z position in the sample. There are some really nice advantages to this 3D method. They include the fact that they, it enables a large collection range in the Z dimension. In fact, you can image in a single focal plane and achieve information over a range of 1.4 microns in Z. When we're talking about 50 nanometer resolution, that's a lot of information and a very large volume. The use of the prelim technique allows for constant axial and lateral localization precision over the entire capture range. So if you're imaging in a certain focal plane, you can be just as sure of the location of a molecule at that focal plane as 700 nanometers above and below it. There are several camera options available for localization microscopy on the ELIRA 7. You can take advantage of the sensitive Andor IXON897 camera, as well as a PCO Edge SCMOS camera. Both of them can be available on a dual camera option for simultaneous multicolor imaging. An advantage of utilizing the SCMOS camera is that it is also used for lattice sim, thus providing a really nice cost-effective solution of using the same camera for both techniques. In addition, both of these cameras offer the sensitivity needed for localization microscopy and particle tracking and allow you to get your images with a higher frame rate. In addition, you can speed up imaging twice as much by using the dual camera solution. Another way to speed up the acquisition of localization microscopy is by using strong powered lasers. The ELIRA 7 comes outfitted with the necessary laser power to make those molecules blink as fast as is necessary for your acquisitions, thus improving throughput. In addition, those laser powers allow you to get multiple fluorophores to blink 
which provides flexibility in Flora 4 choice for multicolor imaging. With localization microscopy, you're able to resolve molecular structures and map the precise locations of individual proteins. Here you can see the nuclear pore complex as it exhibits eightfold symmetry. You can determine the relationships between molecules as we saw with the alpha and beta tubulin. And you can capture information in three dimensions to really untangle molecular relationships in Z. So in addition to the super resolution capability and rapid optical sectioning offered on the Elira 7, it's also a versatile wide field instrument. So you can take applications that require conventional wide field imaging, total internal reflection microscopy for looking at membrane dynamics, DIC, and combine that with the super resolution modalities. You can do this in a correlative fashion in order to provide context to your data. In addition, you can benefit from the broad software portfolio offered by Zeiss. Anytime you achieve super resolution information, it always makes it easier to go from images to real quantitative data and results. You can utilize the Zen IntelliSys module to more easily segment your data to get those quantitative information. This uses deep learning-based segmentation in order to train the system, which is as simple as painting on your structures, in order to do that segmentation. You could also use the Zen Connect module to put your data into context. Correlative workflows can be used to combine the data from all of the different modalities. For example, here's an application where a researcher was looking at yeast samples and trying to determine exactly where a certain protein was localized inside of the cells. Sim imaging was performed in order to screen the sample and learn how the protein of interest was organized inside of the sample. In order to improve the resolution even further, B-Storm was, was acquired in order to see exactly how those proteins were clustered. Then to provide context, the sample was taken to the SEM in order to determine the ultrastructure of the cells. From that information, the researchers were able to learn that the protein was actually restricted to vesicular structures inside of the cells. These types of modalities can be used in order to put your data into context across the whole portfolio. Of course, with ZEISS, we offer microscopes all the way ranging from a stereo to wide field confocal, super resolution, X-ray techniques, and then the SEM portfolio all the way to the helium ion microscope. To summarize, the ELIRA 7 is a flexible platform that's capable of a range of techniques all the way from wide field to super resolution. You can achieve fast and gentle super resolution with the innovative Lattice SIM with frame rates of over 255 frames per second and always achieve the best resolution possible. Localization microscopy provides the ultimate resolution down to 20 nanometers in X and Y and 50 in Z. Utilizing 
the prelim technique to ensure the best 3D imaging. For fast multicolor acquisition, the system can be equipped with the dual link for dual cameras. The Apatome mode provides super fast optical sectioning with nearly isotropic resolution to improve throughput. And of course, you can image for the entire range from lattice sim to localization microscopy, apatome, and wide field. The Elira 7 with lattice sim allows you to observe the finest details of the sample, image gently over time, up to 255 frames per second to capture those fast dynamics. You can image deeper into scattering tissue samples and achieve rapid optical sectioning, and then untangle the molecular relationships in the sample. So I hope that gives you an idea of how the Zysolira 7 could help aid you with your research questions. And at this point, I'm going to hand it back over to Amanda, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, everyone, for your attention. Thanks, Renee. That was an excellent presentation. We now have a few questions from the audience. If anyone else has a question, please feel free to post it in the questions box that appears on the right of your screen. Okay, it looks like our first question is, what kind of samples can be imaged with the lattice sim? So with the lattice sim, because of the versatility of the technique, you're able to image anything from bacteria, yeast, cell cultures, all the way up to tissue sections. And the fact that lattice sim is a really approachable super resolution technique means that you can image samples with standard fluorophores and standard sample preparations. Okay, and our next question is, um, what frame rates do you need during dual camera mode? So with the dual camera mode, you can also achieve that 255 frames per second but because you're imaging two colors simultaneously, you're collecting twice as, as much information in the same amount of time. Okay, and now we have a question about, uh, from Andrea, what is the actual field of view um, in microns? So with a 63X objective lens, the field of view is about 80 by 80 microns in X and Y. Okay, and then we have a question from Keys, and they're asking if leap mode is as good as conventional mode, um, why would you still use conventional mode? That is a really good question. Um, I actually am a big fan of leap mode and would use it for most applications. Okay, well, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, Let's see, so we have a question. If the leap mode allows skipping two frames in every three frames of a Z-stack as compared to optimal sampling in the conventional mode with any, loss of, with any loss in image quality, then why use the conventional mode in the first place? So I guess that's a similar question. Absolutely. So the difference in the, the leap mode and the conventional mode would just be how you choose to use the photons that you collect. So um, in the leap mode, we're going to collect the photons for the planes that we acquire and reassign them to the intermediate planes as well. 
Okay. And then we have a question about, is the burst mode more like a moving average of the signal? And does the integrity of the, or sorry, does the intensity signal in um, LSIM scale linearly with fluorophore concentration? I think those are two slightly different questions. Um, yes, absolutely. Lattice sim is a quantitative technique. So you can, of course, compare um, intensity values across different images without any issues. Okay. Let's see. Okay. The difference between lattice sim and um, Opato mode are they're a little confused about this. This is from Keys. What is the advantage and disadvantage of each? So the lattice sim mode provides the two, full two-fold improvement in resolution in all three dimensions, X, Y, Z. So down to about 120 nanometers X, Y and 300 in Z. And to acquire those images, um, it acquire, requires 15 phase shifts of the lattice pattern. With the sim epitome mode, if you want to increase the speed of the imaging even uh -huh. faster, but don't need the full two-fold improvement in resolution, you can image three times faster because you only need to acquire five images rather than 15. But you still get beautiful optical sectioning and a little bit of an improvement in XY as well. Okay. And then Thomas asks, are there also questions, options, sorry, are there also options to integrate photo activation and or photo bleaching? Um, so currently at this time, there, there's not. But for those applications, I would turn to a super resolution technique based on a confocal microscope like the AriScan, which also gives you a two-fold improvement in resolution. And you can take advantage of, um, of things like that, photo activation and bleaching. OK. Um, and then kind of a follow-up question with um, Antonio. How, how deep can you go into the tissue with lattice sim? So with lattice sim, because of the improvement in the robustness of the pattern, we're able to penetrate much deeper into samples than with conventional sim implementations. So we've demonstrated that in uncleared brain slices, we can go as deep as 100 microns. Oh, wow, 100? That's amazing. That's really cool. It's pretty exciting, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Nianta asks, um, how many colors and channels can be imaged at once? So with the dual camera solution, you can image two colors simultaneously. And then for four color imaging with a quad band filter, you could do really fast laser switching to achieve semi-simultaneous four color imaging. Okay, oh, that's not bad. See, can you do, um, let's see. Can you do lattice sim with um, turf illumination? So the Alira 7 is a versatile platform that encompasses a number of different techniques, um, including turf microscopy for those types of studies. And in addition, also the lattice sim. And you could take both of these images and sort of combine them together to achieve the turf level resolution in your lattice sim image. Okay, and we have kind of this one. I'm not sure. This is from Syak, and is and he asks, how does Leap Mode agree with Nyquist sampling? Which this might be a little bit too specific. Um, so with the Leap Mode, you're skipping um, the two intermediate planes, but you still have overlap of the um, 
of the point spread function between the planes you do acquire. So you're still collecting plenty of information to be able to reconstruct all of those in your media planes. Hopefully that answers the question. Okay. Um, and then does leap mode need more post-processing time than conventional mode? Also, leap mode does require a little bit of extra calculation to reconstruct those intermediate planes, but this is implemented really nicely on the system. Okay, and then Maryam asks, is it possible to use any specific substrate for the samples? I'm not entirely sure what the question is, but um, LatticeSim is compatible with standard sample preparations. So um, standardized and sample, standard mounting medias, et cetera. Okay. And then Jennifer asks, or says that um, she currently performs traditional SIM. Um, and sorry, I cannot talk today for some reason. Spherical aberrations and um, the Wiener filter artifacts can be a concern. Do these differ at all in LatticeSim? So actually by changing to a lattice pattern that's a um, spot pattern rather than a stripe pattern and the improvements in the signal to noise that you get with that makes it um, less susceptible to those SIM type artifacts that she may be used to with conventional SIM implementations. Oh, that's nice. Um, and then um, Nicolaus asked if you measured the phototoxicity difference between the conventional SIM and the lattice SIM. Um, yes, yeah, so we've um, done studies to take a look at the light dose differences between the two techniques, and there is um, less redundant illumination with the lattice sim pattern, um, leading to less light exposure, and also the fact that the signal-to-noise or the, um, the grid modul modulation contrast is higher allows you to turn the laser power down even further oh. in order to make it a more gentle technique. Great. Um, and then we have a question from Yulong about, um, I think they're looking at mobility of objects. So, so they ask, um, will the slight mobility of objects under the microscope interfere with super resolution imaging? So with, with any type of microscopy, no matter the, the modality, if your objects are moving faster than you acquire, um, then that would. But the nice thing is that we can drive the lattice sim imaging up to that 255 frames per second um, using really short exposure times to try to minimize any of that as much as possible. Okay, and then we have, um, this is kind of a technical question. Is the Zen Intellisys software um, application available for running segmentation analysis on any Zeiss microscope or just the LRIOP? No, absolutely. It's compatible with our other light microscopes as well. In fact, not only even not only light microscopes. That's something that's common across the platform. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, with um, the with the um, leap mode, what is the maximum Z step? So the Z step would be it's every third plane. So okay. your Z step size depends on which wavelength you're imaging. So generally, and in super resolution, it would be about 100 nanometers. So this would be three times that. Okay. And let's see, I think, oh, I've got a couple more questions. Okay. Um, can we use 
So this question is from um, Tando, and they ask, could we use WISH samples with combined chromogenic staining plus an antiprotein, or even with um, just fluorescent RNA probes? So I'm not quite certain of the specifics of the sample preparation requirements that, that they're discussing. Um, okay. Um, and then Jennifer has a follow-up question, and so she asks if the system is compatible with correlative array tomography software from Zeiss for correlative microscopy. Um, so currently the correlative array tomography solution is not implemented on the Elira 7 um, okay. itself, but it is compatible with other techniques from Zeiss. So I'm happy to talk with her more about that if she'd like. Okay, perfect. And then we have a question from Sandra asking if the um, resolution capabilities of the system allow for the resolution of nanoparticles. Um, sure. So we could talk more specifically about the types of nanoparticles that she would be interested in and what their size characteristics are and how to best prepare them for super resolution. Oh, okay. So Tando um, has followed up to um, clarify. So they're talking about with fixed tissues, whether brain or spinal sections or cleared embryos. And that was the question about the um, WISH samples. Sure. So fluorescently labeled tissue sections would be applicable for the Alira. And we've shown some examples, for example, in um, brain tissue. Mm -hmm. And then we have some questions about the ARI scan, but I'm not sure if that falls within your purview or not. Okay. Um, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so Uzi asks, we're now using fast area scan for fast imaging of live samples with increased resolution over confocal. What is the benefit of lattice sim over fast area scan? Sure. So, um, the area scan and lattice sim are complementary super resolution techniques. And of course, Zeiss offers both of them in order to provide options for um, every different type of application you can find the best suited microscope for the job. Um, so with Lattice Sim, the advantage is being able to maintain acquisition speeds with a two-fold improvement in resolution over a large field of view. Um, whereas with confocal-based super-resolution techniques, the speed correlates to the field of view that you're imaging. And of course, there's some nice advantages to confocal implementations of super-res in that you can image um, even deeper into challenging scatters, scattering samples beyond 100 microns, and it's even compatible with two-photon excitation. Um, so there are some really nice strengths to both of these different techniques, depending on which type of application you have. That makes sense. And also, it's kind of nice, because then you have options this way. Absolutely. Okay, and then we have a question about um, TSA tissue fluorescence staining methods, and if that will work for lattice sim. And this is from Isabel. Isabel, I apologize, I'm not an expert in uh, TSA staining protocols, so I might need a little more information to be able to answer your question. But if you can um, have fluorescence inside of your tissue, then same is compatible with standard fluorophores. Oh, great. Okay, well, I believe that is the last question that we have for today. So that brings us to the end of the webinar. So thank you again, Renee, for a very illuminating presentation and a great discussion. And thanks also to our sponsor, Zeiss. And finally, 
Thanks to you, the audience, for taking the time to attend and listen in. If you've enjoyed the seminar and would like to view the video recording of the session, please visit the seminars page on bitesizebio.com. It should be available within the next 24 hours. There, you can also see the other webinars we've lined up for you in BiteSizeBio. So until next time, good luck in your research and goodbye from all of us at Zeiss and BiteSizeBio. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the webinar. To view the full video version of this and all of our other webinars, please visit bitesizebio.com slash webinars. Finding the right mentor can make all the difference in your research journey. But what if you don't have one? Look no further than Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast that offers curated advice from experienced researchers on lab skills, techniques, and career progression. With short, easy-to-access episodes, you can get the help you need to succeed in the lab. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Mentors at Your Benchside in your podcast app to subscribe and get help and advice from seasoned scientists.